Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Copon. Today is Sunday by Nazim Hikmet, a Turkish poet who was once sentenced to almost 30 years in prison. Today is Sunday. For the first time they took me out into the sun today. And for the first time in my life I was astounded that the sky is so far away and so blue and so vast. I stood there without emotion. Then I sat on the ground in respectful devotion, leaning against the white wall. Who cares about the waves with which I yearn to roll, or about strife or freedom or my wife right now? The sun, the soil, and me. I feel joyful. And how? Welcome to Cop On Podcast, you pithy, prize-winning pumpkin. My name's Owen and I want to thank you so very, very much for tuning in. Liverpool FC are champions of Europe, champions of the world, and now champions of the Premier League. And that makes you and Stevie and Kara and Jürgen and Kenny and me and everyone all champions. This episode is basically a Scouse House Jürgen Klopp dance move inspired celebration of these most glorious truths and i do hope that you enjoy hello who's that it's me satinder satinder great hey yeah look at, look at your background that's amazing <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, I'm just still messing about with it. Do not think I know what I'm doing, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's other ones here. Um, oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Great. So, how are you? Play around. I could, I could, I could hardly be better. Um, yeah, yeah, extremely well. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Enjoying this, enjoying this uh, marvelous. I don't know this marvelous sort of wave of of joy. Still riding yeah. it. Still surfing it. Strange, Ooh. isn't it? I mean. Uh, it's, I'm kind of tempted to not go too overboard, ironically, because um, there's seven more um, games to go and there's going to be a celebration after each one. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, there's a trophy presentation. And then there's whenever everybody gets together in Liverpool and gets to see the parade. So there's, there's a hell of a lot of parties to pack in. You know? There are a lot of parties to pack in. Yes, exactly, exactly. How have you been celebrating so far? Uh, I, phew, I've been drinking quite a lot. I think today <laughs> I might have my first day off for a while. Um, <laughs> just been enjoying it with friends, uh, virtually over the internet and, uh, at, you know, at safe distance as well. Um, for those who are more local to me. So yeah, it's been good. How about you? Marvellous, marvellous. Well, I don't, I don't drink anymore. I stopped drinking about a year, a year, over, just over a year ago last month mm-hmm. i think it was and um um uh it's it's a funny feeling yeah like you say because it's after 30 years and then being so far ahead there are lots of different ways that we've seen other teams win the league over the past 30 years you know aguero yeah. in the last minute you know it's nothing like that is it but it's uh, but it's uh, yeah. it's almost like I, I i i looked at the guinness book of world records website before and um there's a place called mount wingen 
in which is also called the Burning Mountain in Australia, and it's uh, right. the longest. It's the longest continuous fire that that we know about, uh, and it's about six thousand oh, years one? old. Oh, right, okay. There is a gas one, I think, somewhere in um, somewhere like Azerbaijan. I'm not sure where exactly. It could be yeah, Uzbekistan. They call it the Mouth of Hell or something. I yes, the program. I can't remember which one, but yeah, exactly, exactly. But but no, this one's this one's in Australia, and uh, so what they do is they um, uh, in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's it's the longest continual flame. It's a coal seam. Okay, which is a mix right. of things like coal underground, and it just burns forever. So the beauty of this victory feels to me like the start of a burning fire that's long, long, long lasting, an eternal flame of joy, you might say. Good tie-in. I was wondering where you were going there for a minute, but yeah, it took absolutely. a while. This, I got there this, in the end. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you, you nearly had me there. I thought we were in a different show, but uh, yeah, no, this is incredible, and it does. You're right. This doesn't feel like oh, we've peaked. This feels like wow. This is actually us in full flight. This is what we do. This is what we'll continue to do week in, week out, and uh, you know. The, never mind not winning the premiership the prospect of losing a game just seems unreal you know it at does. this point um so yeah good luck to the rest of them and i'm just uh, in the background watching uh, the game against man united at anfield which sky are doing the highlights on at the moment it's just tremendous i mean it's just lovely and it's made all the better by they're, they're nowhere near us and they're not competitive it's just tremendous it is absolutely tremendous that's a great word for it doug are you with us I am with you, yes. Doug, how's it going, man? How how are you? How have you been celebrating? Uh, I've, I've been sort of low-key celebrating. Um, I've not not had any alcohol to drink, unfortunately. But uh, I've I've just I've just been smiling every, all week, really. Excellent. Me too. Yeah, not a drop of alcohol for for a long time now. But it's it's nice that way. You know, Bob Paisley did it. Cup of tea. You know, after every league yeah. championship that he won as a manager, it's he lovely to see you remember up. it. Exactly. We're soaking it up. That's exactly what we're doing. We're drinking yeah. in the joy of uh, you know yeah. of this uh, this wonderful wonderful achievement. Excellent. We've got even more guests. This is cop on. This is everybody. This is a free for all today. It's usually a lot more. Um, a lot more, what do you call it? Um, uh, well, I would say organised. That's a bit of an exaggeration. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I believe Connor's in the chat as well. Connor, are you there? Hello. Uh, I, it's like it's like Russian roulette, yeah. It's like <laughs> everyone, everyone just dives in and everything like that. But yes, I am in. Hello, everyone. How is everyone? Yeah, very well. I think fabulous. Everybody's, yeah, we were we were really well. How have you been celebrating, Connor? Oh, the emotion has been, oh, it's, it's, it's like back in school again, when you don't know how to deal with your emotions. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's been up, it's been a roller coaster, but uh, it's just been totally, you know, fantastic. And uh, it, it hasn't sunk in yet properly in, in mm. a sense where yeah. I, I want, I want to see Liverpool lift the league and then I think I'll be, you know, Watson, but apart from that, you know, it's just been absolutely fantastic. Um, how has everyone else felt about it? Well, oh. I was 17 the last time we won it, so my entire adult life I've had the Ferguson era shoved down my throat. 
So this uh, just feels far sweeter. I am old enough to remember what it was like to just keep winning. You know, I'm that old, but uh, <laughs> it, this, this is sweeter because the competition is just so fierce. And because of the Ferguson era, just to do this now means so much more. And it, and it has to really. You know, we, we, I don't think we could possibly get into the swing of taking it for granted in the same way again, or hopefully we don't as a club. Um, and, and the fans really do drink in every success. As we have been doing, I've heard a lot of people say there were barren years or 30 years of hurt bullshit that's going around as a narrative now. Those 30 years, I mean, there were European Cups. There were, there were sort of Cup wins in the FA Cup and the League Cup and UEFA Cup. They weren't exactly barren, but nothing quite felt like this. No, exactly. That's an absolutely brilliant point. There was a there was an excellent tweet. I'm sorry, I didn't put the uh, I didn't uh, make a note of the name, but somebody said that if you had followed, uh, if you've been lucky enough to, to to follow Liverpool since the Julia era or before, you've seen us win every major trophy going, and it's it's been mm. it's been a hell of a ride. But this one is is a, is a very special one. Aubrey, you're in the chat as well. Aubrey's been a, a fan just for for a couple of years. I mean, you switched from, from the NFL, right? Can you tell us a bit about your story, please, Aubrey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you for, uh, yeah, for putting this together. And it's, it's great to see you guys. And um, I, don't, I feel very honored um, to be a part of things. Like, as you said, Owen, I, uh, yeah, I joined a couple of years ago. Um, I stood with Kaepernick, you know, three years ago in the NFL and boycotted the NFL. Um, and for about a year, you know, after trying to, like, I needed a, a competition. I needed something to get behind, you know, a team to be with. And so, um, yeah, after the, uh, the World Cup, I was like, I'm going to get into English Premier. Like, that's what <laughs> I'm going to do. And I, going into it blind, I had no idea who to root for or, you know, or what to do. So I did what any reasonable, sensible person does. I took an online test to tell me the team that I should root for based on my <laughs> preferences and my proclivities. And the output was Liverpool. And I was like, okay, that's who I'm going to do. <laughs> and then I went fully in. When I do something, I go all the way in. And so I do not, I feel so, I mean, you, it's not a bandwagon type of thing because I had no idea what's going on. But I also, I, I don't recognize this as, as much of a win for myself as a win for all who have been through the whole 30 years and beyond. I, I am overjoyed at it, but I'm also just, I, this win is for you. It is for you. And I am alone for the ride. And I'm so happy to be. To well, be. Yeah, but you're, you're a veteran now. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You're you're you're, yeah. Yeah, exactly. you, you're, 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 you're absolutely more than welcome. I mean, that's the uh, that's the joy of this team is that anybody um, anybody who thinks that it's not an inclusive team that really brings people together from wherever you are, you know, wherever you come from. I mean, that the people who who deny that are, are people who are often, you know ostracized by the Liverpool community. The only people we ostracize are the people who don't accept everybody in this, if you know what I mean. So, uh, you know, you're, you're, yeah. 
it's it's as much for you as it is uh, you know my my little nephew who's seven weeks old and uh, you know it's uh, it's for him too um you well know, i can it's... remember being there on that note you you're saying owen i mm. can remember paying on the door imagine that being able to pay on the door of the cop walk oh, in yeah. and being the only asian bloke in the cop <laughs> you know, wow. the only indian in the village and you, you kind of had football had a reputation in the 80s and the 90s i have to say it's always been about inclusion i've always felt that it's just been an absolutely magnificent time yeah, great. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think uh, I think Brian's joining us from uh, from Hong Kong as well. I don't know if Brian uh, if Brian is there. Can you hear us, Brian? I can I can hear you. Yeah, I've I've got my video running. I'm not sure if it's it's showing up on your end. I'm I'm pretty yeah, really we can good. see you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great to see I'm you. I'm hoping man. my horrible bedroom doesn't come out of shot now in a second with this kind of uh, fake loft apartment kind of uh, <laughs> out of focus. Not my apartment. <laughs> I was going to say you live in a beautiful place there. I mean, you know, if anyone's no, no, listening no. to this, Brian's got it's this glorious. Fake. Okay, it's all fake. It's all thanks to Zoom. Okay, marvellous. Well, I'm not actually at Anfield either. From... <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was, but you know. I was wondering, yeah. Fantastic. So, um, Brian, Brian, how have you been celebrating this glorious oh, victory? Man, I've just been walking around, just happy, just a smile. I've been... My, my wife doesn't normally allow me to wear football jerseys outside the house, but uh, I'm, I've, I've got special permission to walk, <laughs> walk around with this everywhere. I'm swimming in the swimming pool with this thing on at the moment. <laughs> I'm seeking out Man United fans. I'm just going, chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> don't worry, mate. They, they don't matter. They're irrelevant now. Don't worry about them. There was a marvellous yeah. picture of uh, uh, that Harvey Elliott put on Instagram. I don't know if you saw it. Of uh, oh, yeah, yeah. how old he was the last time that Man United won the league, and he was just an, obviously a little kid. So it's uh, absolutely hilarious that, that how the tables have turned. They can't put the give us the thirty years thing. But uh, you know, I'm just um, I don't know. I mean, obviously we're all we're all very excited. We've all been celebrating in different ways. Something Steve McMahon said though for all the listeners out there. Remember, Liverpool fans, we are the best team in England on the pitch. Now let's be the best supported team off it. Respect people's health and safety and behave. Very important message from Steve McMahon there. But uh, you know, it's great to know that you've been uh, walking around the streets of Hong Kong, Brian, with your Liverpool top. Yes, laughing. With my mask on. With my mask with, on. Yeah, with yeah. your mask on exactly, and oh, laughing okay. from behind your mask. Yeah. If anyone in the Man United. <laughs> top. Yeah, my my mask has got nineteen, but not for COVID nineteen. <laughs> 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 Sorry, that was, that was just, I gotta use that one. Sorry. Been about 19. Oh. Very good. Very, very good. Excellent oh, very stuff. Good. So, um, what I want to do then uh, today is if we can, we could just go through uh, a little, I mean, little things. Uh, basically, I'm, I'm going to give you. Uh, three or four different things uh, to each person, and you can choose one of the three and or four and and talk about that one. So um, I'm going to start with you, Doug, uh, just because, I don't know, either you're the first name I saw on my list. Uh, so, Doug, uh, um, you've got three things here. You could choose one of them to talk about. Uh, Jordan Henderson crying, Jurgen Klopp dancing, or any of the other scenes at Formby Hall where all the Liverpool players were. Jordan Henderson. I, I, I have to talk about this man. He has just been absolutely sensational on and off the pitch. And if you had said to him nine years ago 
that he would be a Premier League winner. I think everyone would have laughed at you uh, for the price we paid for him. But my goodness me, I can remember him almost going to Fulham and us getting Clint Dempsey in return. That would have just been absolutely an absolute nightmare. So I'm really, really glad that Jordan Henderson has stuck around. And do you know what? He's very, very close to a testimonial as well. Oh, wow. Oh, that would be absolutely glorious. Yes, I mean, I'm sure everybody would turn up to that one. Uh, I mean, obviously, COVID allowing, but uh, no, absolutely fantastic. What, what a servant. Um, yeah, Jordan Henson, absolutely fabulous. Okay, the next next three, uh, uh, four. I've got four for you, uh, Satinder. Okay. Kenny yep. Dalglish, Graham Souness, Roy Evans, or Gerard Houllier. Just those four. I want to talk about Graham Souness and how glad I am having been sort of present at Anfield for his whole reign, watching the team week in, week out, I'm so glad that we've won a title again. And kind of that, that whole cycle has been broken, you know, where he dismantled the team and he admitted himself he probably was rushed into it too much and we sold the wrong players at the wrong time and didn't keep the consistency. And he tried to change too much coming in from Rangers as he did as... Um, I think they were champions at the time in Scotland. So I'm, I'm glad for him because his legacy deserves a little bit more than the kind of disrespect and the, the sort of dark marks it had against it. Not only for that, but there was the article in The Sun and, and a few other things. So I have to say I'm genuinely pleased for the old timers, but I'm particularly pleased for Sunus. He can sort of, we can all move past that now. And, uh, you know, we, we are champions again. A wonderful answer. Yeah, I'm getting goosebumps here. You're absolutely right. All of the, all of the sadness he was we felt. Yeah, yeah, all the sadness we felt at what happened to our club after after Kenny left the first time and Sunes, it just didn't quite work. Uh, you know, he made a lot of bad decisions, unfortunately. But now he seems to have learned. You know, like he's. He, I mean, he was very, very emotional as well the other day, wasn't he? Absolutely superb. Yeah. Connor, you I, felt it. Yeah, absolutely. You felt it. You felt how much he loved this win as well. This is for him as well it is as, as it is for you and it's for everybody this win. It's absolutely brilliant. Connor, um, uh, moving on to our other managers, Benitez, Hodgson, Dalgleish or Brendan Rodgers. Which one do you want to talk about, Connor? I'm going to go with Rafa Benitez, the guy that won us our fifth European trophy. You know, uh, you know, back in 2008-9, you know, I think I was nine years of age. And, you know, it was us and Manchester United for the title. And we missed out by four points. And I thought then that that was the most gutting point in my lifetime, let alone, you know, 13, 14 and other years. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's one of these things where I think Rafa was so unlucky with the squad that he had. Because, you know, we had the spine of Pepe Reina, Sammy Hippia, Car uh, Jimmy Carragher, uh, Xabi Alonso, Steven Gerrard, Fernando Torres. And, you know, we had the likes of Dirk Cow and others as well. And that team should have won something and it didn't. And I think that is, for me, is probably one of the crying shames in Liverpool's history that that team did not win anything at all. And I'm just happy that 
you know, I know that there's the flag of like all the managers that's won the European Cup. And I know Rafa's is there alongside Jurgen. And, you know, I liked Rafa Benitez's message as well, straight after uh, Liverpool won the league and, you know, congratulating us. And, you know, Rafa, he's, he's one of the people and he's one for Liverpool. And, you know, wherever Rafa goes, you know, I'll, I'll always love him wherever he goes and wherever he manages, really. But, um, yeah, Rafa Benitez for me, what a manager, what a man. And, yeah, uh, happily, you know, if you've ever seen, like, 4-4 tunes, you know, like, the Italian master, like, they always know, like to pronounce them as. But, um, yeah, yeah, he's just fantastic and a wonderful uh, guy. Yeah, lovely, a lovely man, Rafa Benitez, of course, he's, he's, he legendarily uh, donated £96,000, uh, brilliant symbol, brilliant gesture when he left uh, Liverpool. Absolutely great guy, and his tweet... Uh, from uh, two days ago, as we're recording this, June the 26th, he said, congratulations to LFC after 30 years. The dream comes true. Very happy for all the Reds. You'll never walk alone. You could tell he's still a Red in his heart. Uh, it doesn't matter if he's in China, if he's in Newcastle. It doesn't matter. Rafa's still a Red. He will always be a Red. Absolutely superb. Um, yeah, Chelsea won't feel the same way about him, will they? <laughs> we, take, we take people to heart, don't we? Um, yeah. Even though he managed them, he, he, he's still one of us, and, it, and that's yeah. the effect the club has on you. You know, you, you end up yeah. being a lifetime member. Well, yeah, precisely. Mark Lawrenson says some says some absolutely beautiful things about the club as well. How he he played for like just a couple of clubs in his career, but uh, you know, there really is something special about Liverpool, and so many players and professionals say that. Even you know, people like Mourinho and and Wenger have. Praise the club, of course. Um, Aubrey, give you give you a few uh, uh, things to choose from. Um, next on my list, uh, we got the a few defenders for you: Trent, Robbo, Joe Gomez, or or Joel Matip. Which one do you want to talk about, Aubrey? Oh, that's it's man. Um, all right, so I mean, I guess it's easy to talk about Trent, but I can't not talk about Trent um <laughs> you know one of the things I'll say is you know when I started following the team I purposely didn't get a jersey with anyone's name on the back because I wanted to be able to choose my favorite and and kind of go with him and I still don't have a jer a name on the back of my jersey because I can't pick one person <laughs> um, brilliant at the moment I would say almost that Trent would be on, on, on my back here, just because at the moment he's my favorite. The, uh, like the amount of pride I feel for him um, being, the, uh, being like from a boy being at Liverpool um, from like six years old, right? And, mm. and be a part of it now and to, and to bring it across the line, like as a boy, like envisioning it and then making it happen. I just, I, yeah, um, he's unbelievable, world-class. Um, I've seen a lot uh, of, of highlights and I can appreciate all that he does. It's, um, it's truly remarkable. Yeah, that's wonderful, wonderful answer. Yeah, absolutely. Trent, I mean, he's, uh, the beauty is he's 21. Um, again, going back to Mark Lawrence, and I was, I was tuning into LFC TV afterwards, and I, I mean, I was buzzing after we won the league up until about 2.30 in the morning, just watching LFC TV. Uh, and, uh, and uh, yeah, Mark Lawrence was interviewing Trent, and he said, you know, he asked Trent to read out what he had already won. 
and you know because Mark Lawrence would say come on because you know you know what you won <laughs> don't pretend you don't and he said well yeah okay so the Club World Cup the Super Cup the Champions League and the Premier League and Mark Lawrence and said is that all and I love that question because that's uh, that's uh, that's the Liverpool mentality we're going to see Trent win everything you know hopefully I mean you know presumably because he's such a talented player we're going to see him win let's say at least one more trophy in the next 10 years or so I'm not going to jinx anything I'm just going to say probably um yeah excellent so uh, Karen you've you've joined the the chat now Karen Hidocha in India it's absolutely wonderful that you're you're with us I don't know if uh, if you can hear me Karen are you there Ooh. I, I didn't get, I didn't get, I couldn't hear you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm just saying hello, Karen. It's very nice that, that you're joining us. So, um, Karen, we're, 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 it's lovely to see you. Um, we're just talking, I'm going through a list of different things you can, you can choose to talk about from our champions uh, of, of uh, everything, our champions team. So, uh, and I'm going to give you uh, uh, the midfield, or at least um, three of the midfield, Vijnaldum, Fabinho or Henderson. Okay, Karen, so you can choose one of those people to talk about. Um, let's talk about Fabinho. Um, first of all, I think he was a surprise signing. Um, I think none of us saw it coming. And uh, when, when, he, when he arrived, I was really happy that um, we bought someone who can cover us in the defense as as can hold the midfield for us, and uh, by just if you just look at his uh, his performances at Monaco, um, we could see he's a type of player that, that can make things happen from midfield. And looking at those videos, I think he would be a fantastic signing. Um, initially, I think it took some time to settle in, which is understood uh, because it happens right here, which is fine. Um, and then then we just saw his actual qualities. We could see what he can offer to us. And uh, since last season, I think we've been watching that. He's been uh, moving the ball around, uh, scoring positional goals, um, assisting, uh, you know, uh, our forward players. I think that'd be great. Um, I'd like to see more of that. Um, really great to see someone can outside the box other than... Uh, Jim Oxley, Jim, and, and now we have Fabinho as well, who can join that in the in in our list. So I think, uh, but I'm not I'm not sure if um, if we need another midfielder to strengthen because I think we've we've got that covered in every department. Unless we we to uh, we're looking to cover for Milner and Lalana, um, but other than that, I think we look really solid in midfield, and I'm really happy with Fabinho. Um, and I think you would all share the same opinion about him. Great. Uh, I got most of that answer. Yeah, a, a couple of things uh, um, uh, were a bit, uh, I don't know, a bit, uh, I don't know, in, in, the, in the ether, but this is a worldwide um, conversation. I've got absolutely no idea how the internet works, but I absolutely got, I got 99% <laughs> of that. So, uh, you know, well done to the internet. And it was Actually, a beautiful answer. Actually, it's beginning over here. Sometimes I can't hear you. Sometimes voice is cutting or well, you know what? Sky coverage. 
the Sky coverage was comical when they tried to get to, uh, speak to Kenny Dalglish. It, one, his phone kept going on, but the other one, you had this huge echo in the background, so you could hardly get what was going on with them. So, you know, we're only a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Did, did, you actually, did you actually hear in the, in the Palace game, the pass that Fabinho made to Salah, someone actually shouted, uh, what a pass, Fab, what a pass uh, for, for Salah's right. goal the other day. Absolutely brilliant. But no, just going back onto the Fabinho thing, I, I think he's been absolutely fantastic. And the goal the other night, was Steven Gerrard-esque. He could just see that corner. And the way he hit it was absolutely fantastic. Now, Fabinho has been absolutely fantastic. And I, do, do, I, do you reckon the consistency of the performances has been there now since he's come back from injury? Because he had a little bit of a dodgy period. He seems to be back to the same player. Uh, is that just... Yeah, just I, I, it, I think... scored a goal? I think Fabinho was our best player until he got injured. Um, and, and then you, you, you saw, you saw that obviously, like Henderson had to move to number six. You know, Van Alden's mm. played there. You know, Keita's played there. Um, so I think, I think we've been kind of missing Fabinho. But his performance against Palace just kind of showed that that's the Fabinho we bought. It was a 10 out of 10. Yeah. It was a 10 out of 10 performance. It... Yeah, no, sorry, I interrupted you there. But yeah, he's, he's back to the level that we had when he first came into the side. He had a little period where a couple of games he looked a bit rusty, but he's, he's certainly back to that consistency now. Yeah, no, I, thought, I, thought, I, think, I think Fabinho, for me, like I've said, I think, I think he was our best player until he got injured. But yeah, the yeah. performance against Palace just kind of showed what, what a player he is. And, you know, assist, goal... You know, breaks breaks up uh, Palace's play as well. Um, he's just he's just abs- he's just absolutely everywhere, absolutely everywhere. R- reminds me uh, reminds me a lot of Javier Mascherano. So um, yeah, he's he's absolutely fantastic. He is he is. You're you're 100 right. I mean, I, I I've always loved a defensive midfielder. It's actually one of my favourite. You know, in some ways, I prefer it to a winger as a position on the field, because I just love watching how, I've always loved it, you know, the greats, Makaleli uh, for Real Madrid and Chelsea, of course. Um, you know, I love watching how they break up play and how they read the game and how you can really control the game from the back, from the number six position. I find it, I find it fascinating. Uh, absolutely brilliant. So, um, um, who can I pick on next? I only go back to, I only go back to you, Satinda, and, and you can choose one of Cater. Oxlade Chamberlain or Lalana? Ooh, um, I'll take Cater. I've still got great hopes for him. I think he has shown flashes of being a really, really good player. And what I think he gives us, which I don't think comes consistently enough from midfield for us, is a goal threat. He's actually quite handy. He does like to get into positions. He is asking for the ball in the box. He, and we know he can score goals. He's done that for us. It's just the one thing that's been a little bit sort of uncertain is whether he can keep up with the pace and stay fit. So I sincerely hope he can. I still have great hopes for him. There are sort of signs that some people are writing him off. I hope that sort of is completely disproved. Uh, that, that he's not going to be good enough and that uh, I'm, I'm sure we'll see more to come from him next year. 
Yeah, great answer. Yeah, I still believe in him as well. Many of us do. I mean, uh, in fact, does, you know, would anybody disagree with that? Does anybody, uh, you know, on this chat, do you have any, any particular reservations apart from the injury? Or, or are we all pretty much on the same page that Naby is, uh, is an absolute uh, hero? I don't know. Does anyone want to jump in? Nah, he's Nabby um, lad. He's Nabby lad. Yeah. He's Nabby lad. He's just got to keep fit. He's just got to keep yeah. fit. That's all it yeah, is. The, yeah, the, 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 injuries, the injuries are a big, big problem. But if he can stay fit, then he's going to be a very, very good, important player. We saw at the end of last season how important he was. I think I think he had a run of like nine or ten games in a row. And obviously scored yeah. against uh, Southampton at St. Mary's as well. So, you know, I think I think if Keita can stay fit, we've got a good player on, on our hands there. I think when we yeah, brought him I think in, he's exceptional on his day. Yeah. I think when we brought him in though, people were thinking of him as the wrong type of player. I think everyone thought he would have been that like Coutinho replacement in the sense of they'd seen him do the progressive work at RB Leipzig, uh, where it was just him and Timo Werner, you know, either assisting or scoring. And I think a lot of people had that like miss that missed thought about him is that we had we had a similar with uh, Genie Wijnaldum. You know, I, I'll openly be honest. I thought at the time Genie Wijnaldum was a very bad signing. You know, because I've got a few Newcastle friends, and they said, "How you know, good they can were... he be?" Because he's been relegated with Newcastle. That was a kind of vibe at the time, wasn't it? Exactly, yeah. and it was like we're buying a left mid to play as centre mid, and it was like, "What? What are we doing?" Like, but mm. you know, what the hell do we know about football? Like, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Jurgen Klopp bought him as a left midfielder and played him as a defensive midfielder, and it worked. So, like, who, who the hell knows? But, yeah, Naby Keita, I think, though, that if he can get, like, last season, that 10-game run, 12-game run, where he can prove what he can do, then people then will start to realise what a player he is. And it's like what others, uh, the other guys have said as well. If the injuries can stay away as well, you know, I think Naby Keita could be a permanent player in Liverpool starting 11 if he can stay fit. Yeah, yeah. If, he, if he's starting, I've got him down for a goal pretty much every game. You know, yeah. that's, that's how highly I rate him and I've, I think I've seen him play. Maybe it's me just playing things up, but I do rate him that highly. I always think, yeah, definitely we're gonna, he's going to score today. Excellent. Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too. Brian, uh, you, you went off and, uh, to, to get uh, uh, to, to charge your battery and now, now you're back in your, in your loft Charged apartment. <laughs> so I'll give you, uh, I'll give you three, um, three uh, actually just two to choose from. Okay. Um, you will see why in a minute. <laughs> Pardon? I'll have a vowel, please, Lucy. Constantly yeah, very good. <laughs> very nice, yeah. Excellent. Uh, so uh, you have either Salah or Firmino to talk wow. about. Give you a nice choice. That'd be Bobby for me. Yeah, I think uh, Bobby's my kind of football player. He's He does everything for the team, first and foremost. That's all that's in his, like, uh, strikers are out to get goals. Bobby's out for the team to win <laughs> every single time. And, and he only actually... It seems like he only actually goes after the goals when the when the boss tells him, "Listen, <laughs> try, try get some goals for yourself and, and and try to feed people in." But he's just the he's the smartest football player I've seen play the game in such a long time. And he's he's the best compliment I can give him is he's kind of invented his own position almost. You know, uh, mm. in that role, there's, there's there's like a handful of people who can do that. If if that cross Europe. And he just seems like a good guy. He's always funny. He's always laughing. 
I, my favorite moment, I don't know if it was this, I think it's this season when, uh, when I think it was, uh, oh yeah, Salah didn't pass the ball to Mane. <laughs> Mane yeah. was yeah. furious. He was absolutely furious. And then, then Bobby walking down the, <laughs> the tunnel gave the, gave the camera a cheeky look, you know, like, <laughs> like shit's going to happen in the dressing room now. <laughs> um, He's just such a good guy, right? It's like, uh, yeah. I think, you know, as a football player, you must feel so much better knowing he's on the pitch with you and, uh, yeah. and, and, and can unlock all kinds of different passes. And, you know, his back heels are just filthy, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, Phenomenal, phenomenal. And he's got silver slippers as well, or something that we saw on Instagram, which is very important. He can wear those. Not many men can wear those, but Not he many, can pull yeah. it off. Exactly. <laughs> with, with, with a pair of white socks or whatever. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. I know Even his hairstyles. His hairstyles. Yeah. He's the only man who can pull off most of those hairstyles as well. He just, he just owns it. <laughs> He's dyed his hair red now as well. Did you see? Did you see his uh, wee story no. on Instagram? Yeah, I can't wait yep. to see that. <laughs> no. his, his, his wife, his wife was uh, dyeing his hair red, so he's, he's actually got red now on his head. Oh, I love that man. He's so good. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. And interestingly, I saw I saw something uh, a good stat. Someone's gone back in time to before they started counting assists and actually counted all of the assists. I don't know since. From when? I mean, it must have been, you know, from the time that we had, you know, televised games, because I don't think it's in the entire history of Liverpool FC. But, uh, you know, he, he's actually, I think he's just moved ahead of Kenny Dalglish in terms of all-time assists. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, he's the third highest assist maker in, in Liverpool's history, apparently, after Steven Gerrard, who's miles ahead on 113 or something. And then... Uh, you know, you've got John Barnes, who's on roughly 63, 64. And I think Bobby Firmino on 59 is our third biggest ever. So, yes, as uh, as uh, we've said in recent shows, he's not just what people say. I think it was you, Doug, who said he's not just a defensive striker. That's not true. He does absolutely yeah. everything. No, he's, he's, he's absolutely fantastic, uh, Bobby. And, uh, you know... I know he's not scoring the goals, but what what you get the 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 fourth goal was was what the front three is all about. Firmino to Salah, quick ball from Firmino, quick ball to Salah, quick ball to Mane, and it's in the back of the net. That's just what the front three are all about. Firmino is the glue to keep to uh, to keep the, the front three uh, front three clicking. Um, and actually, I don't know if anyone else saw this in the in the chat, but uh, a very good stat came out. Liverpool have taken out of the last two seasons combined 183 points out of the last 190. Oh, what's going on? Amazing. Offer. Yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? I almost didn't believe it. I had to go and add up how many points we'd got last season to this season to see if I wasn't being had. It's just crazy. It just doesn't sound right. How the hell do you do that? I don't know who used to play championship manager or football manager, but there was a cheat where if you lost a match, you can sort of deliberately crash the programme and then reload it. Yes, restart it and you get to play that that thing again. That's the I ever did that. No, even even when I used to do that, my record was not as good as 183 points out of 190. Wow. Uh, That's absolutely amazing. Maybe Jurgen Klopp's got some kind of time machine. I've got no idea. Um, Aubrey... um, 
the reason why I gave Brian two to choose from, Salah and Firmino, is that we're all going to talk about the next man because the next man signed for Liverpool four years ago today, as we're recording this. Uh, we're recording this on the 28th of June. He signed on the 28th of June 2016, and it's Sadio Mane. Uh, the Anfield rap tweeted today that he still hasn't lost a game at Anfield, and considering he's been playing for four seasons um, that's absolutely unbelievable. Another unbelievable stat. Um, but Aubrey, um, how do you feel about Sadio, the main man, Mane? Sadio, I love him. I mean, like, to put it in perspective, our youngest daughter, her name is Zion, and her middle name is Sade, and we re configured that song for her name. We go, Zion Shade. <laughs> so right. yeah, that's, that kind of sums up how I feel about um, Sadio. I think he is uh, underrated on so many levels. I don't, I, well, I think he was, and now the last, especially two seasons, I think he's really um, proven how world-class and how integral he is for the, for the squad. And, and, just, I mean, goodness gracious, that guy. He finds a way every single time. Hey, speaking of which. Yep. This is Small saws and Mal Shade. The baby of the fam. <laughs> yeah, great. Hello. Great. It's wonderful to see you on, on Cop On. If you're listening to this, of course, Zion just walked into the, sh into the shot. So hello. Very nice to meet you. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. Uh, great. So yeah, Sadia Mane. Connor, um, I was uh, somebody, um, uh, brilliant. Was it? it was Mo Money, Mo Salah, the guy on Twitter posted uh, when Sky Sports News broke the story of of on Twitter of uh, of Sadio Mane joining us, and uh, the comments below, for example, Connor, were uh, that is so overpriced. Jesus Chris, someone said uh, with with spelling <laughs> problems. Um, uh, another comment was another over overpriced Southampton player. Another comment was ha ha ha. We that was a United fan. We got we have just got Mkhitaryan for twenty six million. Don't say Manny is better than him. Oh, uh, I, I, I've got two more. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. So that two more comments. Um, Mki or Mkhitaryan for 26 million and Ibra for free. Mourinho masterclass. That was another United fan in 2016. And uh, the last comment was just LMAO, another flop. So, Connor, it's absolutely lovely to see uh, Sadio Mane being, uh, you know, a champion of, of the world, of, of Europe, of England. And uh, those guys on Twitter just being ch chumps, really, isn't it? What do, you, uh, what, do you, what do you think of Sadio, Connor? He's the main man, isn't he? He is literally the main man, Sadio Mane. Mkhitaryan couldn't even lace up his boots for the last two seasons. <laughs> or, even, or, even, or even the transfer in general. It's, you know, Mane, Mane's just been, he's been brilliant. You know, I know that there was a period in Liverpool where I think it was while we had Coutinho still that, you know, Mane wasn't actually getting into the team because Coutinho was operating that left wing and Klopp was picking him over Mane in a sense. But then as soon as 
you know, Coutinho was, you know, locking like he was going to leave uh, late December and then, of course, did leave in January. You know, Mane has just stepped up and, you know, the Champions League final where we lost to Real Madrid, you know, he was easily our best player that day. You know, obviously getting the goal um, and, yeah, just looking absolutely fantastic. And then, you know, ever since then, you know, last season, superb. You know, okay, okay, he won't get the, you know, the praise as what Mo Salah did, you know, in his first season, getting 44 goals and like 12 assists or 13 assists um, in his first year. But, you know, Mane keeps on improving every single season and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. And to be quite honest, we ripped off Southampton 34 million quid. You know, it should be 64, 74. But, yeah, you know, I, now I'll, I'll take, I'll take it. But it's the the other thing as well is Marnie Marnie's had his doubters and he still has his doubters. Um, you know, with rival fans, but with Liverpool, you know, we all love him. And I think that if uh, if you were to pick between Marnie and Salah, I'd say probably seventy percent would pick Marnie over Salah, which is I know some people think that weird, but I can see why they'd say that because I think Marnie is more technical than Salah in a sense, but. It's also as well, I think Mane is improving that much. I think he's probably the best left winger in world football right now. He's certainly up there. He's certainly up there. Um, Satinda, you, you, you said that now we, we all believe him. Did you, did you doubt Satinda when we, when we signed Sadio? Did you, were you one no, of the people who, yeah. who wasn't quite sure about this signing? Because it was not, wasn't I'm just... not going to rewrite history. We'd all got a little bit of fatigue from signing Southampton players, I think, or, or some fans did. And at the time, he was a good signing. But I don't think a spectacular signing when he first joined us because we hadn't seen a lot of him. But what he did do was make the most spectacular start. I mean, the goal against Arsenal. Uh, that was his first game or one of his first games. That was he, his first, since, yeah. since he's come to our club, he's a completely different player. And whether that speaks about him and his ability to step up or Klopp because he's coached him uh, better than he was being at Southampton, I just can't remember seeing us play Southampton and picking him out when he played for Southampton, saying, wow, he's a special player. But I was pleased we'd got a, a decent signing in. We, we needed somebody with pace, but nobody could have guessed what he's become uh, and just how crucial he is to our shape and just how you know attacking he can be and the number of goals he's scoring. I don't th he's completely upped his levels and he, we've upped our levels as a club as well at the same time. And he's just truly amazing. Nobody can really doubt his qualities. Is he the best player in the squads? Possibly, but there's a few for a shout for that. Um, mm. That's just how good we are, you know. Um, but yeah, absolutely, an outstanding player, and I wouldn't sell him for four times, five times the money that we've bought him for now. No way. Absolutely. You keep this team together, you know, and, and they all work so well. Well, that's the thing, yeah. Keep it, keeping us together is the next uh, is the next thing we, we we have to we have to make sure of is, is uh, you know, especially after missing out on Werner, um, you know, to keep the front yeah. three together is, is is absolutely vital. I reckon. Uh, I actually, yeah, on, I, actually I actually remember the game when we when when he came on to the pitch um, when he was at Southampton. Us. Yeah. He scored. He scored two goals that day, and that that was the game where I thought, right, let's go for this guy. Let's go for this guy because I was thinking at the time that we were being linked with him, 
And I was thinking, right, this is good. This is good. I was delighted when he signed. I was absolutely delighted because I I just had a feeling that he was going to improve our, our team. And yeah, that goal against Arsenal. But can we just say, my favourite goal of Manny's was basically the turn around Neuer and then the lob into the, the corner, which was absolutely <laughs> magnificent. Yeah. yeah, we're going to watch that in 20 years uh, and still it's going to still make the hair stand up, isn't it? It's, it, it's absolutely spine-tinglingly beautiful, that goal. Um, and I'm with you, Doug, yeah, when we signed him, because I had been watching a lot of the Premier League. I was... I was um, I was teaching English to some to some sports journalists here, and uh, they. I was the only one. I argued with every single one of them that Sadio Mane would be a magical player for Liverpool. And uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm delighted to to be right. I'm often wrong, but I'm delighted to, to be right. But even as as you said to Tinder, you know, to see how he has actually developed, it has has yeah. been superb. And he's he's. And don't get me wrong. He was yeah. never a bad signing, but yeah. could anybody have imagined he would have reached the heights he has? I'm not sure you could have done. I, I just think that's testament to him and the manager. Um, but yeah, I mean, great signing that's turned into a phenomenal one. Okay. Salah was the same as well, let's not forget. When he signed, it was, yeah, good signing, but it wasn't, wow, this is a game changer. But <laughs> that first season certainly made people think otherwise. And uh, yeah, he's turned, you know, he's gone from the future president of Egypt. Uh, he's now known around the world of football. He was a Chelsea reject before. And when we bought him, it was great. We got a bit of pace. He can score a goal. But would you have thought that Salah would have gone on to do what he's done? I just think that it's all down to Klopp and his team. Well, if you listen to, yeah. if you listen to BBC, that like apparently he's just another Juan Cadrado. If you listen to BBC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think the the reputation in uh, in Italy was entirely different to to the reputation in England as as a a Chelsea uh, reject. I mean, his his um you know because if you spoke to the uh, Italian journalists and people who follow Italian football closely, they they knew that he was he was a special special player. Yeah, but and that uh, also made me nervous though. I mean, remember Aquilani? He was great too, but oh, you know God, never quite settled. Oh, yeah. Why'd you have to History do that? <laughs> Your room, a special day. I thought this was meant to be a celebratory oh thing. Not, 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 not a bad side of memory lane. Right, I'm, I'm out of here. And then we had Casena as well. I mean, come yeah. on. We were, we were Casena right was cool, though. Great signings from there. Casena scored that goal, so we'll, we'll let him that off. Goal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Worth yeah. it. Seven million. No, definitely worth it. Uh, but uh, no, it's, uh, it's, uh, no, it's very funny. <laughs> Because that's the thing, we can laugh about it now. We can laugh about Aquilani. It's all in the past. We are the current Premier League champions. Absolutely all brilliant. That exactly. Yes. So, uh, yeah. uh, Brian, we're in the chat before this conversation. You said you want to talk about this next question because it's. Uh, I, I heard Jermaine Genius. Usually, I completely disagree with uh, 99% of what he says. I like Jermaine. Uh, but um, but uh, no, I mean, you know, uh, that's just me. But, you know, I like to give, give everybody as much of a chance to, to say something that I you know, that, that I can agree with, you know, and he said the next step for Liverpool is domination. Like, can Liverpool, that is the next step because we've, we've conquered Europe, we've, we've conquered England, the Premier League. The next step is domination. It's a great comment from uh, Jermaine Genius. Brian, can, can we do it? Yes, yes. 
Oh yes, we can. <laughs> it's all set up for us. It's, I mean, it's perfect. I mean, if you compare, I was just looking at the Man City uh, squad before the podcast, and uh, I think like eight of their main players is over thirty now. Uh, like you know, mm-hmm. Fernandino's thirty-five. It's crazy. And uh, yeah, there's some some good players who are younger, like 26. But a lot of their main players, like David Silva, is 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 leaving. Um, Fernandinho might as well be leaving because he's that old now. Um, uh, you know, another two or three of their players is in you know 32, 33. And then they've got the whole thing of um, uh, the Champions League ban for two seasons hanging over their head now. And it just looks like, I mean, Pep is known as a, guy, as a guy who's good at getting things going, having, you know, three or four years and, and then heading off somewhere else. But, he, but he's not known as a manager who sticks around when, that, when his team has just become of age and are going downhill now. And so, you know, uh, I think if you look at all the squads of the top four, top six, I mean, our, our squad is such, it's got such a good mix of youth, uh, experience um, most of the team is in that, that sweet spot of like 27 28 you know Klopp's there I, I can't see any reason we, we'd be foolish not to go for it like this is now the time where we just close it out because uh, I still think um, you know United are miles behind us you know you, you look at uh, I look at the FA Cup uh, uh, yesterday and it was just brilliant. I was just looking at their team, and it's gone. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> it's it's all it's it's you. I mean, they're, they're, it doesn't look like any of the teams of the past, you know. So they're going to be a long way off us, you know. Uh, I, I think Chelsea are looking good. Chelsea are really starting to. He's Frank Lampard's starting yeah. to put a. Um, uh, my, it's saying my internet is unstable, but yeah, Frank Lampard is putting quite a quite a good side together there. And so I'd be a bit worried about them. But no, I just think now that this really is the time for us to put the marker down. And uh, I mean, good luck to any team trying to keep up with this pace that we're setting this season. So that's yeah. two seasons in a row. And, and let, let's not forget, we've been to three European finals in a row. <laughs> yes. we, we went to the Europa final, the Champions League final, and then the Champions League final this season. I mean, our... Our consistency is just on another planet. It really is. Yeah, and uh, nobody's leaving. No players are leaving. Most players will want to come join us. So, And we have a good owners, good manager, great stadium, great fans. I, c- I can't see any reason why we wouldn't, um, you know, really. Know that that, because, like, United's record is, is, is there for us now, right? Everybody knows that. Oh, yeah. Everybody wanted to get that title, that, te- that, that league title. We've got it. And the very first thing we thought about was 20, 20. We want 20. We want 21. We, want, we, we definitely want 21. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, and like even next season is going to be even more important than this season because we, cause, cause we don't want to wait another 30 years for this to happen. So I think they're going to even, they're going to double down next season. The intensity is going to be just as high. Um, and I can't see any team. I, I really don't think City are in good shape at the moment. So, you know, yeah, is the answer. Oh, well, I like it. I love the optimism. Um, I love the optimism. Karen, what do you think? Um, what do you think about it? Do you share Brian's optimism that this could be the start of, you know, a period of Liverpool domination? Yeah, I think it, it could be. Um, I think one mistake what we did in, in the past 30 years was 
not to act like a big club we had to make some significant signings so that our squad not just improves technically but also in terms of quality and that's where i think we were lacking all this time and uh, we could have won so many titles up until now but i'm really glad that we have that kind of squad and i think we just have to build up on it um just just few things to take care about is not to make uh, just because we won uh, the title we don't have to really think that you know with this squad we can win again we definitely need some additions we definitely need uh, to shuffle a bit but not too much but it's still required because now we need to think about next season can we repeat the same thing again we've been doing that over the years but what we need to look at is that can we do it for a longer more right uh, let's just take five more years in the next five years we need to have a couple of more premier league titles and that's that's where we will have that domination status that we look think uh, instead of just uh, instead of just thinking let's have let's plan for 13 premier league titles and opas Uh, united but instead we should just go one season at a time okay now this season what we need to do plan according to it and then just go ahead and i think in that way we will we will build up to it and if you just look at last season what were the places where we lacked uh, in the last season we did exactly that we bought alisson we bought van dijk and look where we are now so that's what we need to do the things that we require if we if we have them then yeah i think we can we can definitely achieve it that's great i love i love the optimism but uh, aubrey it's going to be a, it's going to be um tough i mean look at city they went from 100 points to 98 points and this season they've already lost eight matches i don't know if you've been watching uh, much of 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 man city aubrey but um you know can you is it feasible in your mind that liverpool can suddenly you know lots of gaps can appear in our defense or 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 our attack will stop scoring or can you see a lot of any any particular problems for liverpool in the future dynasty dynasty <laughs> <laughs> no i mean yeah I, i mean you mentioned i don't i don't see there's so like one thing that i can continually impress i know that like with city it seemed like they had like like they they had two world class teams and they could just sub in anybody and the drop off was very minimal and the thing that i've noticed about our team we're the same like you can put anybody in there and it doesn't like the drop off is is unbelievable like you know when i remember when matip first came in and it was like oh no like you know gomez was doing so well i don't know if this is going to you know this is going to work he's amazing and then like it, it doesn't like it's it's just uh it's really exciting and then like to see like nico williams unbelievable that guy like and so he could come in like in our defense anywhere and then uh i didn't have the chance to see alex you know last season because he was injured um and then you know we didn't really do anything in that off season uh and coming into this season um but then to see him come on the pitch and, and like we didn't need to he didn't need to alex what's like chamberlain like i knew he was amazing before but then to see him actually play like it doesn't matter there's so many good guys um so i feel like and yeah the youth like as long as they you know continue to develop players like you know 
aka Trent style coming up through the ranks. You know, I'm excited to see Harvey Elliott. I'm, you know, ex- excited to see even Seth Van Denberg. We haven't even really gotten a chance to look at yet. I'm excited about him. Like, there's so many people to be excited about. I can see this carrying forward with the mentality, with all of the things that Klopp has put together. It's, it's, it's a different beast than, uh, than Man City. You know? uh, uh, yeah, I would hope so. I would entirely hope so. Um, it's uh, the thing with Manchester City. I mean, you get these generational players, and generational is a, is a word that's overused, uh, especially on Twitter. Now I'm 40, okay, and I'm going to demand that anybody using the word gener- generational can be at least 40 years old, because then you've lived through a generation to see what the <laughs> generation looks like, right? So, um, it, you know. Um, City had a, had, a, had a few of them. They had Vincent Company, they had uh, David Silva, the amazing David Silva, and the incredible uh, Fernandinho and Aguero, four of them in, 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 their great, in their great teams. And if you go back to Manchester United's dominance, you know, they had Ryan Giggs, they had Paul Scholes, you know, and, and Twitter doesn't like Paul Scholes anymore. But Paul Scholes was a fabulous player, as much as it, you know, makes me a bit sick to say it. But uh, he was absolutely brilliant. And, uh, you know, they, they, had, they had several players like that who were just extraordinary. Rio Ferdinand, um, you know, uh, and I don't see... Those players are so hard to replace. When Liverpool last won the league, we had Hanson, we had Barnes, we had uh, Ian Rush. Um, and these, we haven't, you know, we've only just now got to a point where it's like, okay, now we have a new generation of world-beating players. Uh, but it's, it, it's, it's something that is just so hard. And I do see City, their, their taste of players... You know, they don't have the best taste. You know, if they they would not be a, a sommelier in a top restaurant, of uh, you know transfer targets. They, they their nose. I don't know. Guardiola's nose is sir. blocked. Pardon? <laughs> Bottle of leaf bridge. <laughs> Richard. For me, generally, I hate the question uh, whether it's going to lead to dominance or not because the okay. people asking it, um, likes a genus. Paul Ince was on TV. He was clapping on about, oh, you've got to win another one and all this sort of thing, because I think it comes from a place of jealousy. Personally, as a fan, I am resolute. I am determined to rinse this moment and enjoy this moment for everything it's worth. I do not for a second believe we are in bad hands. I do not for a second think Klopp or Werner or or sort of, um, you know, uh, his backroom staff, Inglethorpe, oh, thinking we should only make this a one-off. That's their job. They're professionals. They'll do everything they can to make it happen. We've no reason to believe it won't. FSG have done a tremendous job in 10 years. I think as fans, yeah, we can talk about it to ourselves, but I sometimes get pissed off with the people who are asking the questions because it's almost as if they don't want you to really rinse and enjoy this moment. Goodness sake, it's taken us 30 years. We should just be absolutely worrying, loving this and not worrying about dominance in the future because that would almost translate to a lack of faith in the people running the club and that's not right interesting yeah okay well i don't in that case i retract the question (laughs) (laughs) no it's just just when i heard jermaine janus's name it brought up paul Lynch too because he was on the coverage and i just hated the way they were asking it it's almost as if they just want to prick at the fans they don't want you to really soak this up for what it is and i just think as fans let's just really enjoy this first we're in good hands we know we are you know to be fair, as Liverpool fans, I think that we can absolutely enjoy this moment and take the right donkey out yep. of 
every single rival fan. But then once this period is over and, you know, when we're at the beginning of next season, all right, we'll, we'll, we'll still rinse every single rival fan about winning the league and things, I guess. But then do we then start to thinking of dominating, winning a Premier League, winning a Champions League in the same season? You know, every single year under Klopp, we've improved. Like, no matter what, you know, we've gone to back-to-back Champions League finals. We've progressed from fourth to nearly winning the league. 97 uh, points, just missing out. That's unheard of. Now actually winning yeah. the league. Can we go on and win the Premier League and the Champions League in the same season? Yes, if Klopp does bring in the right players. Because I think Liverpool are only... They only need to add one or two players each season now with this squad. And they need to keep that mentality of hunger in the squad. Because as we've seen with teams that have gone on and won the league, the next season they haven't competed. Liverpool have done it. And we've competed for the Premier League. We've just gone off a cliff every single season. But Klopp has kept these boys on the same path. And I think that he's going to do the same for the next four to five years at least. Excellent stuff yeah it's yeah. very very interesting and i love the word hunger you're absolutely right because if you think about it you know how did we get here you know we got here by signing players like salah uh mané uh players like henderson back in the day you know um van dyke every single one with it with a point to prove you know andy roberts yeah. with a point to prove and 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 i think one one way in which uh united went wrong in the past was signing like, you know, almost like glory signings, you know, mm. Juan Veron was, is one that I remember from, uh, from Lazio. And how run think... Real Madrid like, with the Galacticos. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, several pounds, but yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like they, these players, they came, okay. They came to England with, with already big Whoa. reputations. They didn't have much to prove in their career. And uh, the best signings always have something to prove. But anyway, I think mm-hmm. I think, okay. I, think if you, I think if you look at it, I think City haven't replaced Vincent Company this season, and I think that's been a big, big factor in them struggling. Because you can see that you can see like Fernandinho's had to play at the centre back this season. Otamendi is a bomb scare waiting to happen. Um, I have to say that John Stones. I don't see him being at City next season either. So the problem with City is. They're probably going to spend more money on probably fullbacks this uh, again because if you think about it, Benjamin Mendy came to the club um, a couple of seasons ago and everyone was saying, oh, he's going to be very, very good, going to be very, very good. He's actually turned out to be pretty bad. Like his performance against yeah. Chelsea the other night was absolutely horrendous. <laughs> You've got Blumen Cancelo on the bench who doesn't even get a game. Kyle Walker, fair play to Kyle Walker. He's the only one of the City squad who's actually congratulated Liverpool. Wow. So, he's you know, that, wow. he's the only one. He's the only one. But um, City this season, for me, they've fallen way, way off the off the pecking order for me. I think, I think the way that they've been really, I mean, eight defeats, I think that's as many as Arsenal, if I remember rightly. Um, eight, eight defeats is way, way too much. And if their ban is upheld, I can see them falling further and further away because I think there's going to be players that are going to be leaving uh, if if their if their ban is 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 upheld. I've been speaking to Connor about this, and I th- we've both been agreeing the fact that you know City look like they could be falling way way off the uh, the, the order. I th- I've got a feeling Chelsea will probably be our main challengers next season. That's yeah. that's how that's how bad I think City are going to fall fall away. 
there's so yeah, much. Yeah, City like, have got to be careful too, haven't they? They can't just go splashing money around like they've done before because they're already under investigation. So whatever they do, they'll have to balance the books. And whether they could sell any of their players for anything like what they bought them for remains to be seen. Yeah, and there's, yeah, there's a thing with FFP as well, uh, with yeah. uh, you know if they if but if they if it might be relaxed because of the the COVID, which would be very bad news for us, because then Chelsea and City would just buy everybody in sight. I don't know, but Connor, you had something to say on on City. The the biggest thing for them is going to be De Bruyne. Like, can they get over a hundred mm. million for De Bruyne? I think that's the biggest question because he's twenty nine, I believe, or thirty. Twenty nine. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like today, he's in the twenty nine today. He's, oh. he's <laughs> in the he's in the peak of his uh, powers, and it's now realistically as well. Who can buy them? Because it's like the the same with because I think if they get the, the Champions League ban, I can see all their top players leaving. Like I think Mares will leave. I think De Bruyne will leave. Aguero will leave. Sterling will definitely leave because he's just a snake. Um, <laughs> and you know. <laughs> You've got you've got the aging aging players as well. You've got Silva, um, Fernandinho, and things like this. Man City are going to need a massive rebuild in the next couple of years. Mm. And like what Doug just said, I think the likes of Chelsea and if Leicester can do it, I think they'll be challenged us more for the title next season than Man City because Guardiola will probably leave as well after next season. And realistically, who do they bring in? Pochettino if he's still available, but the the only the only Sorry, Conrad. The only one I can think of is Nagelsmann, the RB Leipzig manager. That's the only one I can think of who they who they would bring in. Yeah, I think the other thing as well is that, like, how long do Man City's owners expect not winning championships? If that makes sense, because if Liverpool are going to go on a dominant run, are, are Man City going to like you know just wait, or are they just going to like break the rules again and just pile up? you know, a bunch of money back into the side and things like that. It would be interesting to know what happens. But for me, I think Leicester and Chelsea have a better chance of challenging us next season for the title over Man City. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know how how much I agree. It's, you know, because I do think City, they're, they're top. I looked at some stats today on on uh, on lots of different things uh, statistically this season in terms of uh, passing and in terms of chances created and things like that. For me, their problem is that they don't have anyone who can really. Or they don't. They need more than Aguero as people who can who can really finish, you know. And I think if they manage to fix that, you know. But all of these all of these questions are for the future. I mean, if Man United even can can sort out you know a couple of deficiencies, if they if they sign for example two world class players that could suddenly propel them up. But all of that, as, as Satinder was suggesting earlier, is for the future. We've got to bring it back to the present. Liverpool are Premier League champions. Um, we've been talking for over an hour. So we have to, uh, we have to uh, sort of wrap things up. Uh, but just, uh, just one final question. Um, uh, and um, I'm going to throw it out to all of you at the same time. Um, if, like, next... Thursday, Liverpool are playing Manchester City. They're going to do a guard of honour, hopefully a socially distanced guard of honour that will go across the entire pitch. So it will take ages. Hopefully, Liverpool players will moonwalk and walk really slowly (laughs) down the guard of honour. So it takes about half an hour. And the camera is going to zoom in on one 
player or manager or anyone from Manchester City just to see their face, who would you like it to zoom into? Anybody? Hell Walker. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling. Yeah, yeah I think Sterling's probably the standout. The baby gone now. A Kyle Walker where he stands and breathes. <laughs> Or, or, or just have just, just have Klopp laughing in front of Guardiola. That'll just be perfect <laughs> as well. Do his robot right. dance. <laughs> excellent. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was a lovely dance he was doing on the dance floor. So oh, excellent. Well, thank you very very much, guys, for joining me. I, I absolutely, I thoroughly, thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Enjoyed, um, you know, sharing the joy with you and uh, all of the listeners. You know, I hope everybody's going to be uh, celebrating in their in their own way and you know dancing or just crying or laughing or <laughs> painting a lovely picture there'd be some wonderful liverpool fc artwork this this season and um you know but uh, thank you very much to the guys who, who've been on this call and uh you know let's all keep celebrating together keep... thank th- thank absolutely getting red thank, thank you thank you as well Owen, for setting us up for get for setting us up brilliant yeah oh, it's, you, yeah. it's nice been one. a it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, so thank you very much, guys. Take care. And okay. uh, up the reds. Up the reds. Yeah. Get yeah, in the mighty yeah. reds. <laughs> <laughs>
when the captain of the title-winning team raises the trophy and its gold crown above his head at the end of the season, he becomes the third lion.